Holy jumping crabgrass. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. It's the Harland Highway Podcast. Uh, what a show we have for you today. All kinds of wild topics. Um, we had a, a, a pavement pounder call in and asked me about my pets, if I had any pets. And uh, I have had many pets over the years, so I'm going to talk a, a bit about my uh, pets. Uh, we also have a, uh, a special uh, clip from uh, Tom Green, actor-comedian Tom Green. Um, we're going to play a sample clip of my other podcast called Let's Have a Fight. You can hear me and Tom going at it head-to-head verbally, uh, verbal throwdown. Uh, also, uh, going to delve into the world of, of weird stories. You know, sometimes when you think you know something when you see it, but then you're not sure and you're confused by it. I know, I'm, I'm confused by what I just said, but I'll explain it as we get in. I think it's something that's happened to everybody. Weird stories that are confusing. We'll figure it out. And then uh, lastly, oh my God, a, a crazy wild news story. Somebody got naked at a Waffle House. Wait till you hear this towards the end of the show. Yeah, that's right. Nudity at a Waffle House. It doesn't get any better except here on the Harland Highway. Where am I? What is this? Some kind of a joke or something? Welcome to the Harland Highway. What you talking about, Willis? Son, you got a panty on your head. Shut up and sit down, you big bald fuck. Oh, God, what's happening here? What's hey, Harland, it's Shelly. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. That is fantastic. <laughs> What's wrong with everybody in this crazy place? The Harland Highway. <gasps> what is it? The opening. To what? To another dimension. This is Harland Williams. You're a bad man. You're a very bad man. That is fantastic. Okay. All right. All right. Let, let, let me ask you this. You ever uh, see, uh, you ever have a situation where you think you know a story, but then you don't know a story? Are you following me? It's like you're, you're doing something in your everyday life. And you see an event, or you talk to somebody, and you're kind of, you're kind of tracking the story. It's like, okay, that guy's going into the store. He's got a shopping cart full of boxes. He's probably returning the boxes, right? And then, like, you're sitting in your car, and you look up 20 minutes later, and the guy comes running out of the store with a bag on his head and no pants. And you're like, wait, what? I thought I knew this story, but I, I don't know this story. This story that didn't have the ending that I had a- attached to it when I first saw the beginning of the story. You know what I mean? So I have a weird little story that, that happened to me. And it was weird right out of the gate, but then it got kind of odder. And, and here it is. I was driving uh, out from my house the other day to go get some lunch. And uh, in leaving my house, I have to take one particular road uh, that goes right down a canyon. 
it's a super busy road. It's it's one of the only roads that joins like the valley side of Los Angeles to the other side of Los Angeles. So it's like a main artery. There's no sidewalks on it. It's 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 precarious just for a car to drive on it. It's it's through the hills, it winds and it weaves. It's like riding the back of a snake. So rarely do you ever see a human being walking on foot or riding a bike or skipping or cartwheeling. It's just a very odd day when you see an actual human being walking on, on the edge of this road because there's, like I said, there's no sidewalk. You, you would literally have to run on the road with the cars, which is very busy and messy. So kill the music, Roger. Let me tell this. Here's, here's what happened. I'm driving along, and uh, I'm going down this precarious canyon, this hill, and all of a sudden, I see a guy on the side of the road running up the hill, which is odd enough. He's he's kind of like in a in a in a fast jog, and it's kind of a not a fat guy, but a, a hefty guy, a chubby guy, probably around I don't know, maybe between twenty three and twenty seven, somewhere in there. And from what I could tell, he was Latino. Looked all indications were as a Mexican guy. I could be off. I didn't do a DNA test, but he looked like a, a Mexican gentleman. And it was odd enough that he was running up the hill. Like, A, why is he running? And B, why is he on this crazy hill? He could, he could probably get hit by a car. And so I see this, and then he gets closer. I get closer to him, and I see he's like hanging on to a little baby chihuahua like a puppy and he's kind of got it with one hand and he's running with it it was reminiscent you ever see these nature shows when a when a mother bear or a mother lion just grabs their 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 cub in their mouth and starts running with it and the the poor cubs like just dangling and bouncing up and up and down that's what this chihuahua looked like the guy was just kind of haphazardly holding on to it with one hand he was running up the hill and his mouth was open and he was breathing heavy and you could see the sweat on his forehead and he was in like a, a light blue t-shirt with sweat stains and so I'm wondering what the hell is going on here what's the story like A why is there a guy running up this hill and B what's with the baby chihuahua no collar on it nothing and the chihuahua is just looking like it's, you know, it, it looks like those babies that are being pulled around by their mother in the wild. You know, they just kind of get that blank look on their face like, uh, hey, mom, where the hell are you taking me? Uh, it was nice and warm over in the cave over there, and uh, suddenly you're biting my neck and uh, carrying me through this uh, tangle of weeds here. I mean, what's the deal here, honey pot? <laughs> so... So I, I kind of didn't know what to think. I was like, okay, this guy it looked like he was running for his life. It looked like he was running for the law. Well, who runs up a hill with a baby chihuahua dangling in their arms? And it was one of those stories where I got the beginning of it, and I wasn't really sure what it was. It really left me scratching my head like I couldn't even really fill in the blank. Like, why is this guy doing this? So I go down, I get my food. It's, uh, it's um, you know, pickup food. I'm going to take it back up to my house and eat it. So I wasn't at the, at the uh, restaurant very long. I drive back up, 
and on the way up the hill, there's this one little spot where there's an outdoor like coffee, uh, coffee shop. But the wall of the coffee shop is directly on the road. Like if you were hanging on the wall and you leaned out, you would get hit by a car. And I'm driving up, and sure enough, on my way back, here's this guy, this, this guy with the sweaty blue shirt, and he's clinging to the side of the wall like Spider-Man. And he's, he's got the, the chihuahua up in one hand. He's hanging onto the wall with one hand onto a railing, and he's got the chihuahua on the other hand, and he's like, he's like waving it back and forth to all these people <laughs> drinking their coffee. And all I could think is, oh, my God, he's trying to sell it. He's, he's holding it up. It looked like he was going, hey, chihuahua for sale. Who wants a chihuahua? I'm hanging on, a, on the edge of a wall. I'm about to be hit by a car. Who wants a baby chihuahua? And so now my head starts filling in the rest of the story like, okay, and I have no idea what the answer is, but I thought this guy, maybe he was homeless. Maybe he grabbed the chihuahua, stole it, was running as fast as he could up this hill to get away. The first group of humans he saw, which were, there's about like six or seven, like huddled in this little uh, patio drinking their coffee. He's like, I'm going to unload the chihuahua. I'm going to get a payday here. So he's, just, he's clinging to the wall, waving this poor little puppy back and forth. And I'm, you know, so I fill in the story. I'm like a kidnapping dog thief sells stolen dog, continues to run uphill and get away from the long arm of the law. But I really don't know. I mean, that's what I'm saying. You ever have one of these mystifying, unsolved mystery stories where you think you kind of know, but you don't know? Maybe the guy was... uh, Maybe the, the, the chihuahua was hurt and he was running up the hill. Can somebody help me with my chihuahua? I ran over his foot with the, the lawnmower blade. Help, help. You know, but what's funny is we fill in the blanks. And this was one of those ones where I kind of couldn't fill in the blanks, but yet at the same time I did. And, and, and it was kind of that haunting imagery. You know, so you're going, why are you telling this story, Harlan? And it's like, you know, sometimes imagery gets in your head. Have you ever seen that painting called The Scream? It's the guy, he's standing in the dark and his eyes are all haunted and he's holding the sides of his, his, his face and screaming like, like, like when uh, Macaulay Culkin screamed when he put the uh, aftershave on in Home Alone. It's a famous painting called The Scream. There's another famous painting, I forget the name of it, but it's a, it's a horse running down a train track and there's a train coming towards it from the distance. And you, oh, you you just look at it and it gets ingrained in your head. And you, you, you know the horse and the trainer, it's not going to be a good ending for the horse. So there's certain imagery that gets frozen in your brain. And, and, and the imagery of this chubby Mexican guy running up a half a mountain, cuddling a chihuahua in a sweaty blue shirt and gasping for breath, just it's stuck in my head. It, I don't know if you ever remember that, that cover of Time Magazine. I think it was b- back in the 60s, but it's a very famous cover. Uh, it was out of Vietnam where it just showed a, a mother 
and her kid running down a dirt road in Vietnam, a black and white picture and the horror etched in their faces and there was blood. The kid was naked and it, it was like a prize winning photo. And I guess that this vision of this guy running with the chihuahua looking like he was guilty is just one of those visions in my head. So there it is. Maybe you've had a, a moment like that where some bizarre or out-of-context moment happened to you and you're just like, what the hell happened here? What's going on? So there you go. Something to think about. If you want to share your story, uh, feel free. You might you might have one that you're like, you know what, Harlan? You're right. Uh, there was that time I saw the guy uh, wrestling an alligator uh, at the side of the road in uh, New Jersey. And uh, while he wrestled it, he was uh, eating a snow cone. I couldn't believe it. So if you have any uh, weird uh, images that you uh, think you want to share, 323-739-4330, 323-739-4330. I always like to hear your bizarre stories. And if you can't remember that phone number, just go to my website, harlowilliams.com, and the phone number is right there at the bottom of the homepage. Love to hear from you, you nuts. All right, I got to do a little plug here. For those of you that have yet to join the premium content for only $20 a year on the Harland Highway app on your cell phone, 20 bucks a year, I do a whole nother podcast that you guys don't even know about. And if you're not a premium member, you're not hearing it. It is an amazing podcast. Pe- people are loving it. It's called a Let's Have a Fight podcast and basically it's three funny celebrities comedians actors whoever and uh they have three verbal fights uh over the course of the podcast and it is insane it is a verbal throwdown it's it's abusive it's raunchy it's loud it's exciting it's intelligent it's stupid it's all those things And here's a little sampling of our next uh, Let's Have a Fight podcast. It's me and Tom Green going head-to-head, and the topic is multiple wives. Should a man or a woman have a multiple amount of wives or husbands? Yes or no? I say yes. Tom says no. But I wanted to give you guys a taste of of what Let's Have a Fight podcast is all about. It's coming up soon, and if you're not a premium member... You don't get to hear it. 20 bucks gets you this. Have a little sample listen of Let's Have a Fight, number four. Listen, I I would, there's nothing wrong with having variety in your life. What's that saying? Uh, Variety is the spice of life. I'm just saying that if you're saying that you don't like the idea of being married to one woman. Yeah, which I don't. wouldn't multiple women be multiple times the same Problem. problem. No, but my <laughs> argument. More wives, more problems. My argument is I got to you, 99 problems, but ink one. Tom, it's like this. Let's say you had 10 cars in your garages, and if one car broke down, you would go in the other car and go for a nice long drive. So if you have 10 wives and one of them's giving the old business, the giving you the it. jazz, you go it. into Margaret's room and say, see you later, Carol. I'll be in here with Margaret. Okay, so uh, here we are. We're, uh, we're in the state of California. They've got community property laws. Here. Okay. You get married once, you get a divorce, she takes half your money. Right. You get married to ten ladies at once, doesn't work out with one, takes half. The other one takes another half. The other one takes another. You're left 
with nothing. You can have nothing, but imagine the grin on your face, dude. I, don't I mean, know. think of all the sexual intercourse, seems, Tom Green. Seems like it would just be more, more wives, more problems. That's what it comes down to. Do people get married to go to the movies and open Christmas presents, or do they just want some nice sexual intercourse? Okay, you got ten, ten <laughs> sexual intercourses in there, yeah. huh? Unbelievable. Yeah, I, I, uh... Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. See why I left Tom Green speechless, okay? Uh, yeah. See, see who won that fight. And there's two more. Uh, we have another fight about, uh, uh, assisted suicide is another one. And another one, another fight is about should people pick up their dog poo or not? It gets heated, it gets crazy, it gets rude, it gets fun. We have a blast. Tom Green from MTV and all his movies, Road Trip and all that. So check it out. Please join our premium uh, account. 20 bucks a year, and there's going to be more and more fights coming all through the whole year. Very entertaining, very fun, and controversial and silly. And uh, I hope you guys get get on the bandwagon and join the Harland Highway Premium Account. Why, that's splendid! Hello? Hello? Uh, hey, Harland, uh, what's going on? I got a question for you, buddy. Been listening to the podcast for some time, and I was just wondering, do you have any pets? You know, cat or a dog? Or a lizard? Chameleon? I guess that's a lizard. You know, do you, what, do you got pets? What, what about your pets? Uh, anyway, this is Mike calling from uh, Utah, and uh, I'm looking forward to your show in Salt Lake City uh, next next fall. It's a ways off, but I'm looking forward to it. So thanks for the comedy, buddy. Chicken chow mein. Well, hey, Mike. Uh, glad you're coming to the show in Utah later in the year, um, and thanks for the call. Pets, uh, you know, that's kind of an appropriate question considering – you know, we I was talking earlier about the uh, the dog uh, the dog napper guy, and uh, ironically, I I did have a Chihuahua. I probably talked about him on the show before. I don't have pets at the moment because I'm uh, so busy. I'm flying all over the place, but I'll give you a little rundown of my pets. I had a little black Chihuahua. His name was Fisherman Bob. The best dog in the world, little black guy. Wasn't one of those angry, trembly chihuahuas. He was a really uh, well-tempered, well-mannered. People loved the hell out of Fisherman Bob. Sadly, one night when Bob was out running around on my front lawn, I believe an owl flew down and took him away. And sometimes people laugh when they hear that, but it's true. I think he uh, he was snatched by an owl because he was so small. Um... An owl swooped down and picked him up and had him for a midnight snack, which still, I tell you, man, even talking about it, my heart, my heart breaks. It's, it's like, I don't know if you've ever had a kid abducted, but it, it feels like it, man. Because, you know, when you have a dog, you're on watch. You're, you're responsible for that dog. And, and every night I would let my dogs out to run around and play in the yard, and I'd leave the door open and watch TV, and they'd run in and out. And then one night my big dog came running in, and the little chihuahua didn't. And I went outside, and I could hear the owl hooing, and my big dog was freaking out every time the owl was hooing, and there was a little bit of blood, and I was like, oh, God, I don't even like to think about it. So I had a little chihuahua named Fisherman Bob, I had a bigger dog called a Jindo, 
It's a Korean breed. It looks like an albino coyote. And his, uh, her name was Captain Chili Dog. Beautiful dog. She lived out her life. I think she lived about 15, 16 years. Beautiful dog. And then to replace Fisherman Bob, I bought one of those big, fat British bulldogs and named uh, her Sailor Pudge or Sailor. And I figured she, she's so heavy, nothing, not even a pterodactyl could lift that one off the ground. It's like a Chris Farley dog, right? So those were my dogs that I had while I was living in Los Angeles. And then uh, it's funny you mentioned lizards because I did have a whole bunch of lizards. Half of them I bought at the pet store. And the other half I would just go out in my garden and catch with a net. I have, I have one of these nets that you, you know, the nets you skim your pool with. I'd go out in my yard because I live in California. There's lizards all over my yard. There's different kinds. There's skinks, which are really long and look like snakes with legs. I caught a few skinks. And then these other lizards that look more like horny toad lizards. And uh, I'd catch them, and I had a terrarium set up in my living room, a big glass terrarium, and I'd throw them all in there together. And I'd also go out in the yard and get snails and bugs and, 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 and worms and spiders. And I just put everything in, in this terrarium together and I kind of created my own little universe. I would pretend I was God. And as stupid as it sounds, boy, it was fascinating. I, I don't know if you've ever sat and watched uh, a fish tank and watched the fish swim around. But when you put a bunch of insects and creepy crawly things in a glass terrarium... It's, it's mesmerizing. You'll see things on insects that you didn't know about. You'll see parts that move and features and you, you just, you know, because who, who takes the time to lay down on the ground and observe an insect, right? But when you, when you put a bunch of them in a terrarium, you can watch them and they're, they're fascinating. You, you go, my God, look at these complex, intricate creations with all their moving legs and antennae and parts and outer shells and, you know, beetles and potato bugs and inchworms and spiders making webs. It was fascinating. So uh, so I had that. I even caught a tarantula. I threw that in there. I caught a, a scorpion. I threw a couple of those in there. Um, it was wild. And then, and then those ones, uh, that kind of... Uh, lived its life. I'd let the, they'd keep the lizards for about a month and then I'd let them go back out in the garden again. I just wanted to watch them. And then I guess, uh, one day I caught a pocket gopher, which I've talked about on the podcast before. It's a small little gopher about the size of like a, you know, like a halfway between a mouse and a pet shop rat. And they're, they're the ones that make the little round holes in people's lawns and chew the hell out of their lawns. And they got great big teeth like beavers. And they got giant claws for digging. They're the ugliest little things. And this guy fell in my pool and was drowning. And I was sort of happy about it because they're like, these are the asswads that rip up my lawn and destroy all my, my beautiful grass. But because I love animals, I couldn't do it. So like the hand of God, I reached down into the pool and I, I pulled this little this little pocket gopher up as it was taking its last breath. I could see the bubble rising up to the surface and I, I got him and dried him off and saved him. And uh, he turned out to be a great little pet. I, I didn't think I'd really like him. I just wanted to save him. But 
But then uh, I had them in the terrarium with a with a bunch of dirt, and I could watch them tunnel. And uh, he he actually became responsive to me talking to him, and he'd, he'd let me reach in and pet him. This was this was a wild gopher. I had a wild gopher in my living room. And I'd you know those little uh, baby carrots you buy. I'd, I'd give him baby carrots and celery, and he'd grab them and chew them and. He had, a, he had a good little life. I actually really adored the little guy. I got quite attached to my little gopher. And then one weekend I had to go away and I, I left him in the hands of a friend and my friend didn't put the, the lid on the terrarium properly and the damn thing got out and ran away. So at least I saved him and I, I had him as a pet for about, I guess, about half a year. And he grew grew to full size, and he was fed well and uh, loved and taken care of. So wherever you are, pocket gopher, with your buck teeth and your big claws, I hope you're doing good. Maybe you have a little gopher family. Now, you probably do because my lawn is destroyed. I'm not kidding. There's about probably about 70 holes in my, in my yard. Uh, thanks to the uh, pocket gophers that live there, but but uh, I I gained a new love and respect for them when I actually had to save one and take care of it. So so that's kind of my list of pets since I've lived in California. I wish I had one now. I've been I've been thinking about getting more dogs. I really like the idea of possibly getting a couple of pugs because they're so ugly that they're cute. And they make me laugh. I, I like looking at a dog's face, and it makes me smile and laugh. That's my British bulldog's uh, sailor Pudge just cracked me up because you know, just a big fat roly poly, reminded me of Winnie the Pooh, an ugly version of Winnie the Pooh, and just made me laugh. So there you go. Thanks for the call, and uh, you know, if anyone wants to call in and share their what their pets are. I'd be happy to hear that too. Uh, 323-739-4330. It's Pet Talk here on the Harland Highway Podcast. Crab apples. The Harland Highway. Crazy news story. That's weird. Wow. That's strange stuff. Okay, here it is. Here's here's our crazy news story uh, of the day. This is a this is almost a great news story, but it's still crazy. Here's the headline: Nude woman attacks Waffle House customers. Are you kidding me? Look, good good lord, and a side of grits and gravy. Kind of hard to believe. In fact, it, if it weren't for that official police report, we may not have believed it ourselves. I want to show you this woman, Jennifer Nicholson of Marietta, is accused of punching a woman in the face and breaking her nose. Mm-hmm. The warrant says she threw multiple platters at people that were dining inside a Waffle House on George Busby Parkway. And according to the warrant, Nicholson was not wearing any clothing during the tirade. She was immediately taken to jail in Cobb County. Wow. Cray cray, right? I mean, what the hell's that all about? Let's get into this story. Here it is. Please say a Georgia woman who was first walking around a Waffle House preaching to customers allegedly punched a woman took off her clothes and attacked those in the restaurant. Wow. So you get up in the morning, you go for a waffle, a delicious waffle. Not only do you get a sermon, but you get a strip show. It's like, man, pass me some more syrup, man. The the, the peel is coming out. Oh, man. Someone give me some more butter for my flapjack. 
Uh, witnesses say, as you heard, Jennifer Nicholson arrived at the Waffle House in uh, Kensaw, Georgia, with a man. On January 8th, he left her, leaving her in the restaurant. Maybe he knew what was coming. According to a police report, a witness said Nicholson began to walk around the restaurant preaching to customers. What do you, what do you preach in a Waffle House? Oh, hey, Lord, the Lord came down on the seventh day, and the Lord said, Thou shalt have a nice, fluffy buttermilk waffle. The Lord said, that's right, the Lord said, You put extra butter, you put maple syrup on your extra fluffy buttermilk waffle, or you will burn in hell. You sinners will burn in hell who have the pancakes. The Lord said, I must have a buttermilk waffle. Oh, hello. Uh, the witnesses said uh, Nicholson followed her outside and back into the restaurant. When the woman t- told Nicholson to leave her alone, she said Nicholson punched her in the nose, then in the chest and twice on her arm. Nicholson then allegedly threw a plate at the woman, missing her and striking a window. Wow. The Lord said thou shalt have a buttermilk waffle and get the fuck away from me. I'm going to punch your motherfucking ass in. Come here, bitch. Ow! That's right. You get two shots in the chest, one in the head, three in the arm. You stay away. Can't you see I'm preaching over here? Can't you see I'm naked? Can you see I'm butt naked? I'm preaching about the Lord's message for the fluffy buttermilk waffle child. Another witness told police that Nicholson stopped him when he tried to leave the restaurant by wrapping her arms around him like a bear hug. The man said he pushed Nicholson away so he could leave. Does that? I don't know if I believe that part. I mean, guys, you're out for a, you know, you're at a crummy restaurant. You know, it's $4 for a whole meal. And a naked chick wraps herself around you. You're going to, what guy pushes a naked chick off of them? Uh, Hey, man, I just came in here for a waffle. But, you know, if if somebody wants to, like, have sexual intercourse, I I guess I'm down. I didn't, I didn't order it. You're not going to charge me for this, right? Is this on the house? Because I, I did not ask for this, but if, 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 you know, if someone wants me to. It's unclear when Nicholson took off her clothes, but when police arrived, they said they saw a naked woman on her knees blocking a man inside his booth. Uh-huh. Blocking a man inside his, on his knees, on her knees. It's not called Blocking. Okay, you got the last, uh, the I-N-G part, the K-I-N-G, put an S-U-C in front of that. Yeah, they say they saw a naked woman sucking a man inside his booth. I don't think a naked woman gets on her knees to do blocking. A woman, a naked woman puts on football uniforms to do blocking. Usually when a woman's naked kneeling in a booth, it ain't blocking, it's sucking. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord saith I should have a sausage. The Lord bequeathed that I should have a sausage with my fluffy buttermilk pancake, waffle, whatever the fuck it is. I shall kneel down 
In the Lord's name, I shall get on my knees and I shall do some blocking. I shall do some cock blocking. I shall do some sucking on my sausage here at the Waffle House. In the Lord's name. Hallelujah. Can I get an amen? Can I get two men? Can I get three or four men? I'll have a whole bunch of sausage. <laughs> God, <laughs> this is getting ridiculous. According to the uh, Atlanta Journal, the accused stripped off all her clothes in front of the Waffle House staff and patrons during a suspected excited delirium state. Wow. Have any of you ever been in an excited delirium state? You know, I'm so excited and delirious, I think I'll go to a fucking Waffle House and take my clothes off and kneel down and hug men and get naked and I'm so excited and delirious. It, don't, doesn't that happen when you see the Beatles? Doesn't that happen when women see Bon Jovi or Brad Pitt? The, the excited delirium happens in those moments. I, I, I don't think, you know, picture the, the women screaming for the Beatles and Brad Pitt and Elvis... Now transplant them to a, a bunch of women screaming, watching some pimply-faced guy grilling waffles at the Waffle House. It just don't jive, man. Um, here we go. Nicholson then allegedly threw plates at police while screaming incoherently. Oh, my God. The Lord, you get back. I'm doing the Lord's work. I'm doing the Lord's work. You like a ninja, she's throwing Waffle House plates. Then the police jumped into action. They used a taser on her. But when the probe came loose, she allegedly lunged at the other officer. During a struggle, she scratched an officer on his chin, drawing blood. I shall draw the blood of the oppressor. The Lord has, the Lord has commissioned me. The Lord has summoned me to do the work of the buttermilk waffle. I shall throw the Lord's plates. I shall eat the buttermilk waffle. I shall suck the buttermilk sausage. <laughs> Good Lord. A buttermilk sausage? What the hell? Now, here's the end of the story. Nicholson was arrested and charged with aggravated battery. Simple battery against a police officer, simple assault, simple battery. I'm almost saying buttery. Simple buttery because she's at the Waffle House. Public indecency, indecent exposure, second-degree criminal damage to property, and obstruction of officers. According to the newspaper, she's being held in the Cobb County Jail. I don't know. I would change that charge to... Um, you know, erotic strip show at lame-ass waffle restaurant where nothing good ever happens. Something good finally happened. We got to see a strip show eating our breakfast. That's, that, that would be my charge. So there you go. There's your, uh, I hope your waffles can be so exciting. By the way, I, I do love Waffle House. I actually have a, a coffee mug. I bought a Whenever I go down to the south, I go to Waffle House. I love it. It's just a small little tiny place with a counter. And all they sell is like waffles and eggs and bacon and toast. It's great. And I think the next time I go in, I'm in a strip. 
I'm going to wrap my arms around somebody. I'm going to kneel down. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just going to order the bacon and egg breakfast and be on my merry way. So there you go. So I, I don't think you can get any more exciting than that. Let's end the show right there with the, with the Waffle House extravaganza. Unbelievable. Oh, delish. Uh, but before we do go, let's, let's do a few announcements. As I mentioned last podcast, I got to tell you about this. Uh, there's an incredible uh, stand-up comedy event happening. It's called the Comedy Party. That's right, the Comedy Party. It's happening April 7, 8, and 9 in Iowa and, and uh, Illinois or Indiana, one of the two. I forget. I just uh, made the announcement, so my head's a little foggy, but uh, it's called The Comedy Party, and it's four comedians. It's me, Tom Green, Polly Shore, and Bobby Lee from Mad TV. What a night of stand-up comedy at beautiful theaters, one night only in three different cities. Uh, I don't have them on the tip of my tongue, so please go to uh, harlanwilliams.com. Check my stand-up comedy link and uh, see if you are in the vicinity. I'm telling you, man, come out for this show, The Comedy Party. Polly Shore, Harlan Williams, Tom Green, Bobby Lee. It's just going to be a night of madness at gorgeous, gorgeous theaters. Um we're just going to have a ball. So I hope you uh, get on that. Also, uh, while you're at my uh, stand-up comedy site, check out this month, February. Uh, coming up, February uh, February 3rd to the 6th, I'll be in Tampa, Florida. Maybe I'll see a Waffle House. Uh, I'll be at the Improv doing my shows. Uh, Tampa Improv, uh, February 3rd through the 6th. And then the following weekend... You can catch me February 11th through the 14th at the Orlando Improv. So a couple of improv dates down in Florida. And then later in the month, I will be in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. Beautiful club called the House of Comedy, February 25th to the 28th. Great venue, brand new club, awesome place. And then uh, going over into March, March 10th to the uh, 13th. Yours truly will be in Houston, Texas at the Improv down there. So uh, a lot of great gigs kicking off the new year, 2016 here. Um, While you're on my website, please uh, check out our store. We have a great store full of all kinds of fun gifts, T-shirts, books, music, digital downloads, comedy, movies, all kinds of wild stuff, artwork. All kinds of cool stuff in the HarlanWilliams.com merch store. We'll ship it out to you. And uh, please don't forget, uh, as you heard uh, earlier with Tom Green, please subscribe. uh, Join the premium content. Uh, All you do is you go to your app store, type in the Harland Highway podcast. You will now have my podcast on your phone. You can listen to it anywhere, anytime. You can pause it. You can fast forward it. You can reverse it. Um, and you get the 50 most current episodes of the Harland Highway. If you join our premium package, you get all 750 backlogged episodes of the Harland Highway. Uh, and also you get, uh, that includes special uh, content of uh, me doing stand-up, special interviews, uh, and also my other podcast that I do called Let's Have a Fight which is really fun. You heard a, a sample clip earlier. And here's the best part, gang. 20 bucks for a whole year. 
Um, 20 bucks for a whole year of all that special content. And the money goes to help support all the podcasting that I do. And I do, do appreciate all your support. So thank you so much, you guys. Check it out. Hope you join. Uh, I think that's all we got for now. I hope you had fun today. Enjoy your waffles. And until next time, chicken chow mein, baby. What's going on? I got a question for you, buddy.